Can you believe it? We've reached the end of my journey on this podcast, not in my life, obviously. Unless I walk outside and I get run over by a car, and then that would be the end of my journey in life. But it's not is Kani's dead, it's is romance dead. Anyway, I should get on with the show. But before I go, uh, can I get another cup of chai, please? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Don't worry, I'll go help myself. Where's the kitchen? To the left? Okay, thank you. The sugar's there only, no? No, thank you. Kaniz, my name is Kaniz. <laughs> you keep asking. Kaniz Sutka, full name. Throughout the show, I've been asking many questions, but the one that's been at the top of my list is, is romance dead or will love find a way? But before I answer that final question, I have received some questions from you. The tables have turned and instead of me doing the asking, I'm giving you some answers. At least attempting to give you some answers. Hey, Kaniz Masi, who are you to give us love advice, huh? <laughs> but I'm wise, my wisdom. Oh, on a side note, I'm no expert on romance and relationships. Please remember these answers are coming from whatever basic understanding I have of romance from my own personal experiences. Yeah, because you are old and a buddhi and you've had so many failed relationships. Only you will have the answers, no, on what not to do. All right, let's begin. Question number one. Is the seven-year itch real? Isn't it possible that once you start to grow as a person and don't see that growth in your partner, you slowly fall out of love? I don't think it's an actual specific year in a relationship when things maybe become strained. So don't put that in your mind. Be present in your relationship. Feel the ins and outs of your specific relationship. Because the itch might come after seven years or it might come before seven years. And it may also come multiple times. Some relationships are constantly scratching. It's like they have chicken pox. <laughs> Wait, where were we? Yes, I like to think of relationships as two trains on two parallel tracks chugging along each other. And sometimes the trains might go into different paths or sometimes one train might go faster than the other train. But the whole point is that they're on a long journey together. And so if you have the patience to stick it out, then good for you. And if you don't and you want to walk away, then that's also absolutely fine. Both options work. So you do what feels right to you. When it comes to romance, it's often said that opposites attract. But when it comes to dating apps, I'm mostly looking for things in their bios that are similar to mine. For example, have they watched the same TV shows or read the same books or even have the same ideologies? Are we throwing away the idea of dating someone who's our opposite? You know, I think that's such an interesting observation. Because while I think having opposite or similar tastes in music or books or movies is not such a big deal either way, I think in this day and age, dating someone with different ideologies is a big deal. Because we're such a polarized society, right? And maybe this is part of the reason why we're so polarized. It's because we're only meeting people who think like us. So you're right. I think what we need to start doing now is communicating with people who have different and opposite ideas and tastes and likes to us. And so next time I'm on Bumble, I'm going to swipe right on someone who has different ideologies to me. Get it? Swipe right. Huh? Can't see me, but I'm winking. I'm winking with one eye. You can't see it because it's an audio show. My partner and I use cute names for each other all the time, like babe, honey, cutie, sweetie. 
I know it's supposed to feel romantic, but I still don't know if he has romantic feelings for me, or if he's just saying these things to get me into bed. How can I tell if someone is being romantic? Wow, for me it's the opposite. If I'm romantically interested in someone, I'm like, "Yo, dude, what a player, cool man, no sweat." And if I'm not romantically interested in someone, I'm like, "Hi, my Janu, my Gudia Rani, Nunus, Pupus, Cookies." <laughs> so if I ever call you an endearing romantic name, know that I am not interested in you. But to answer your question. I don't think there's a way of telling how genuine someone is. It's a risk you will have to take to find out. But I'll say this: ask your intuition. Never underestimate the power of it. It's always guiding us. This reminds me of a poem that Shel Silverstein once wrote called "The Voice." There is a voice inside of you that whispers all day long. I feel this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No teacher, preacher, parent, friend, or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to the voice that speaks inside. So I have a male best friend, and I've realized over the years that I might have romantic feelings for him, but he doesn't see me that way. We're so right for each other. He supports and appreciates me like I would expect from a partner, and I'm there for him too. And I feel comfortable around him. and we do have some sexual tension the thing is he has no trouble drawing the line between friendship and romance but it's hard for me how do i make sure i keep it separate oh you know once you like someone it's really not easy to compartmentalize your feelings either you tell him how you feel and say everything you wrote in the question or give yourself some time away from him some time for your feelings to subside completely and then maybe you go back and build a new evolved friendship with them lately most of the people i've been on dates with say they don't like labels or don't want a relationship just yet but everything we say and do is like we are in a relationship i always feel like i'm in limbo since i'm not officially their girlfriend or partner and eventually it just fizzles out i don't enjoy this pattern Is there a way to break it or is this just how things are now? Oh my god, did I send this question in because this is exactly what I'm currently going through with a guy. And I don't get it. I'm like just call a spade a spade. We're in a relationship. What is the big deal, right? And you know, even after going into therapy for 4 years and figuring out a lot of stuff, I find myself in the same pattern so you're not alone. But my therapist says that it's like that nowadays. But then I'm also like why are other people in labeled relationships and we're not, right? Anyway, I don't have the answer and I'm sorry I'm not able to help here, but this is where I'm just like you, trying to figure this out for myself as well. So if you do figure it out, please give me a call. We can help each other out here. When I started this quest of mine, I was cynical about romance in the world today. I mean, we have a whole dictionary of new words that only apply to dating, ghosting, benching, situationship. What? But then I decided to genuinely use the show to try open my heart and my mind about romance again. So I talked to musicians, chefs, neurologists, filmmakers, and so many other people who made me think a little differently about romance. 
Of all the things we consider important parts of modern dating and romance, chocolates, honeymoons, Instagram photos, weddings, while they may feel performative or sometimes just shallow, what they really mean to people is not the same. Sure, the big fancy meal at the fancy restaurant is romantic, but so is a simple old kitchidi made by someone who cares about you. I always thought love songs were unrealistic and just too sappy. But I also learned that songs about heartbreak are love songs too. In the face of these love stories, my skepticism was sort of kind of disappearing. I mean, look at weddings for example. I always believe that the wedding day is in fact the least romantic day for a couple. But when I spoke to wedding planners and photographers and designers, it made me realize that romance is something you have to make an effort to find. And it turns out that people are making that effort now. In the small things, like making your favorite breakfast, holding your hand during a walk in the park, or getting you a glass of water in the middle of a fight, and even in the big things like a grand proposal or a beautiful honeymoon or simply by making space in their lives for you. At the end of every episode, I asked my guests if they thought romance was dead. And after hearing 22, yes, 22 people answer this, I think I have an answer too. I think romance is hard nowadays. The idea of romance is evolving and evolving so quickly that we can't keep up with the rules anymore. And most of the times can't even recognize when someone is expressing their romance. But along with that, my biggest takeaway was from filmmaker Alankrita Shivastav. She was the last person I interviewed and was the perfect ending to my quest. She said, "We put too much emphasis and expectations on and of our romantic relationships." And I wholeheartedly agree. I believe all relationships are equally important. The romance with our family members, the romance in our friendships, with our pets, with our colleagues, or even the romance with our passions. To make one person the center of your universe is too much pressure on that one person, and they will fall short of your expectations or even crumble under the pressure. Expand your love and romance into many relationships and things. That's how I believe we can keep romance alive. Thank you so much for listening to Is Romance Dead by Bumble India. Download Bumble now and make the first move because love will find a way. I'm Kanisha Sarkar. This is a podcast series by Bumble India. Executive producers Alexa Nahar and Georgie Coop. Directed by May Thomas. Production by Made in India.